The worst thing about Halloween is, of course, candy corn. It's unbelievable to me. Candy corn is the only candy in the history of America that's never been advertised. And there's a reason. All of the candy corn that was ever made was made in 1911. Hi, this is Brandon Pitson, and I'm a big-ass runner from Durham, North Carolina. Welcome to the Big-Ass Runner Podcast, where we entertain and encourage trail runners from all over the world. Now here's your host, Jeff Harrell. Well, thank you, Brandon. Excellent job on that introduction. Love, North Carolina. Well, my name is Jeff Harrell. This is the Big-Ass Runner Trail Running Podcast, episode number 117. We have a great show for you today you know next week is halloween and so we have a bit of a halloween themed show for you today in fact in segment number one we did this i can't remember if we did it last year i know we did it our first year of the podcast we did some scary stories and we have a scary story for you today that is scary you're gonna i think think find it a little bit frightening it might involve those reptiles that crawl around on their bellies we'll see but you're going to enjoy it. it's from kim that's segment number one and segment number two candy halloween is known for costumes certainly and also of course candy And we're going to talk about candy. Is it good for trail runners? And what is the top candy for trail running? I actually found a list. Let's see if you agree with this top 10 candy for trail runners. But first, I wanted to mention two things. One is I have been getting quite a few questions about CBD I know I hear a lot about CBD. I think everyone's aware we partner with Myoderm. So if you are interested in trying CBD creams for your aches and pains as you trail run, myoderm.com, type in the code BIGRUN and you will get 20% off. These guys, this is a legit company. They are in GNC and other places, but go online because you can get 20% off by using Big Run. I use my CBD pretty much every day. As an older runner, as a seasoned runner, have those aches and pains and use Myoderm. That's number one. And number two, we got such good feedback from our Get to Know Timmy Time segment last episode. Timmy Time is such a great person. He is exactly what you hear on this show just a real fun man one of the one of the best people i know and he was very transparent about some of the things he went through in his life back in 2011 make sure you go listen to that hopefully it was encouraging to you but i had a lot of people say how could you have timmy time on without us getting to hear the golden vocals of timmy time i realize he's normally on this show, singing his little heart out. He's gone through, I think he's on his fifth vocal coach. No one can quite hang with him 
I think it's part of the problem. But had a lot of feedback. Hey, we missed hearing Timmy Time sing. So with that in mind, I brought back, you know, we did, Timmy Time has, he is a well-accomplished singer. He's got CDs out. I don't know if anyone knew that. They sold out in record time. But there is a, a commercial promoting these CDs. We played them on an earlier episode back last year. I brought it back because everyone wanted to hear Timmy Time sing, so I thought I would share with you the magical commercial Timmy Time Love Songs. I hope you enjoy this. Cause I'm your lady. Imagine owning the world's greatest love song. And you are my man. By the greatest voice of our time. Whenever you reach for me. I'll do all I can. Tell me how am I supposed to live without you? In a once in a lifetime collection. When I've been loving you so long. Tell me how am I supposed to live without you? And how am I supposed? carry on when all that I've been living for is gone Time Life Music presents the ultimate love songs collection Somewhere out there if love can see us through then we'll be together Thirty-six beautiful songs by our favorite artists. Dreams go on when I close my eyes. Every second of the night, I live another life. These dreams to sleep when it's cold outside. Every moment I'm awake, I'm further on away. Timmy Time covers them all. Here and now, I promise to love faithfully. Estefan. I'd do anything for you. Phil Collins. 
I give you up. Rick Astley. That's what I should do. Celine Dion. To make you happy. Sandy Patch. I can't pretend each time I see you that I don't care and I don't need you. And no inside I feel like dying. You know you'll never see me crying. Get the Ultimate Love Songs Collection on two CDs for just $26.99. But wait, use your credit card and we'll take $10 off. I swear, by the moon and the stars in the skies, I'll be there. That's right, you get two Timmy Time CDs for just $16.99. By your side, I'll be there for better words. Till death do us part I love you forever In beat of my heart I swear And with Timmy time Satisfaction is guaranteed Wherever you go Whatever you do I will be right there Waiting for you Whatever it takes Oh, how my heart breaks I will be right here Waiting for you Timmy Time Ultimate Love Songs Is not sold in stores Stuck on you I got this feeling down Deep in my soul That I just can't do Guess I'm on my way So remember Use your credit card to get two beautiful CDs for just sixteen ninety nine. dollars the way I feel now, I guess I'll be with you to the end. Guess I'm on my way. Mighty glad you stay. But wait, there's more. Order today and get the Timmy Time Fantastic Clydesdale Awkward Duets for free. Love lift us up where we belong Where the eagles cry On a mountain high Love lift us up where we belong Far from the world below Where the clear winds blow Certain as the sun Sudden as the sun Rising in the east Tells as old as time Song as old as rhyme Beauty and the beast Tell as old as time Song as old as rhyme Beauty and the Kenny Rogers and Dolly Parton. Islands in the street, that is what we are. No one in between. How can we be wrong? Sail away with me. 
Sonny and Cher. Well, they say we're home, but we don't care. But we won't find out until we grow. Well, I don't know if all that's true. Cause you got me and baby, I got you. Babe. I got you, babe. I got you, babe. And special guest, John Travolta. Sandy, my darling, you hurt me real bad. You know it's true. But baby, you gotta believe me when I say I'm helpless without you. Call 1-800-818-606 to order your Timmy Time Ultimate Love Songs collection on two CDs for only $16.99 plus shipping and handling when you use your credit card. Act now and get your bonus Timmy Time Fantastic Clydesdale Awkward Duet CD for free. Well, I hear it's already sold out once again, the Timmy Time Love Song CD. Not surprising. Well, with that, let's get going on episode number 117 of The Big Ass Runner. He did the monster match. It was a graveyard smash. Well, Halloween is next week, and with Halloween comes scary things, and we've shared on this show before some of our scary stories. We had Ashley Durston share how she got caught up on top of a mountain during a lightning storm. We shared about the crazy stallions that we nearly got run over by on a run, and the crazy frisbee flipping freak. Go back and listen to those episodes back in October of 2020. If you have not already, I think you'll enjoy those. And so I asked the Big Ass Runner her, do you have any scary stories that you would like to share? And I heard from Kim. Kim sent us a scary story. And I know for a lot of us that are out getting the miles in, training for things, sometimes we're running in groups. Sometimes we're running alone. Sometimes we're running with our little buddies, with our our dogs and such. And so I think you're going to find this story from Kim scary. There's a happy ending, by the way. And I hope you enjoy. Here is Kim's scary story. It's just, it's funny because it's, I'm afraid. And I just want to talk to somebody about that. Hey, big-ass runner herd. 
My name is Kim, and I'm 52 years old. I live in a small town called West Wendover in the middle of nowhere in the northern Nevada desert. I have been trail running in the mountains to the west and south of town for over 25 years and always take my dog squad. They are lucky enough to run off-leash 100% of the time, since I'm usually the only one out running the hundreds of miles of trails I explore. Usually, the most exciting encounters I have are wild mustangs, antelope, lizards, horny toads, and the occasional rattlesnake. The latter, I don't mind too much. They usually give that terrifying rattle as a warning. I spot them and go way around them. So, in 25 years, there hasn't been anything too exciting to tell. That is, until last October. I had loaded up my current dog squad, Molly, a tiny and very spoiled dachshund, Gus, a bigger dachshund chihuahua mix, Harley, an Australian cattle dog, and Lola, a very fluffy shepherd mix mutt. I decided to head 25 miles south to a trail in an area called Morgan Basin in the Goshute Mountains. The trail is a beautiful mix of red rock and pinyon pine trees. The squad and I were happily running along a single track trail when I just happened to glance down and just about landed square on top of a large rattlesnake that must have been dozing, no warning given. I screamed. The snake launched its body forward, fangs exposed, and just missed my leg. By this time, all four dogs were going berserk, barking and darting at it. I turned around and hauled butt back down the way we came, calling the dogs over and over. Finally, all four heeded my command and we started back down the trail. Once I caught my breath, I laughed a bit to myself about how close a call that was and how I must have looked jumping and screaming and running down the trail. Once my heart rate settled, I calmed down and once again began to enjoy the sights of Morgan Basin. I had just taken a deep breath of mountain air when off to my right in the brush, I heard a god-awful screech and an even louder snarl and hiss. I ran right into the brush toward the sounds and came face to face with a huge mountain lion and a terrified gust dangling from the cat's jaws with an expression that read simply, help. Unable to move, all I could do was scream, Gus. And before I knew it, Harley and Lola attacked the mountain lion from either side with Molly running around the entire ruckus, yapping her head off. The mountain lion dropped Gus he went yelping down the trail while Harley, Lola, and Molly chased the cat up into the rocks and got it cornered on a little rock ledge. The dogs couldn't get to it, and it couldn't go anywhere. I was alternately screaming my head off for the three dogs to come while also screaming for Gus so I could see what his injuries were. I found Gus about a quarter mile down the trail licking a wound. The mountain lion had punctured the skin on his right leg along with some puncture wounds on the top of his head and cheek. He wasn't bleeding profusely. In fact, he was hardly bleeding at all. By then, the other dogs had joined us and we hightailed it back to the Jeep. I was done running for the day and deemed that day's adventure the worst trail run ever. Over the 25 years of running in the mountains, I have no doubt many mountain lions have seen me, but this is the first and hopefully the last time I will ever see one. Side note, while Gus's injuries weren't life-threatening, the infections that set in 24 hours later was. I had to rush him to the emergency vet in Salt Lake City, who promptly got him on some antibiotics and saved his life. He is still a great little trail running buddy and always gets an extra treat since he looked into the jaws of death and survived.
Well, thank you, Kim, for sharing that. Thank you, Gus, for your bravery. And so glad that Gus is doing okay. And that's one of my fears on the trail is coming across snakes and other wild animals. So, Kim, so glad that this was a once in a almost lifetime experience and that you came away unscathed, but yet with a great scary story to tell. Well, thank you so much, Kim, for that scary story. With that, that's Kim's (laughs) scary story. Well, one of the things we love to do is to give shout outs and kudos to the big ass runners out there just making it happen. This week, I want to give a shout out to Karen Sparks K Dog 77 on the Instagram. Karen is awesome. Karen, here's what Karen did she race directed her first ever race, the Love Never Ends trail race. And a lot of you guys participated in that. Thank you for doing that, by the way. A lot of us did the virtual as well. She race directed or she race directed that event. It went off awesomely. Turned around the next weekend and tackled the IT 100. Conquered that as well. Some ups and downs certainly along the way. But Karen, man, K Dog, we are so proud of you. You are just an amazing person. Love what you're doing. Congratulations on both amazing weekends. Way to go, Karen. Well, Halloween is next week, and with Halloween comes costumes and scary things, but also certainly candy. And I feel like for trail runners, candy is a fairly common staple at aid stations. Not all, but in a lot of the races that I've been to, especially those longer races, you will find an assortment of candy as well as some salty things. But usually you'll see some Skittles and some maybe some gummy bears. You know, at the Chappas aid stations, we had gummy bears as well. And so I got to thinking, because it's Halloween time and some of us try to avoid the candy, some of us go ahead and enjoy, in moderation, I'm sure. Is candy good for runners and for specifically trail runners? And so I did a little research and I found an article in Runner's World from A.C. Shilton and would like to share this with you. She says that there is scientific evidence to help determine your mid-run fuel. If you've ever heard someone say sugar is sugar, they're only kind of right. All simple carbs have the same number of calories per gram, which is four, and all provide fuel that your body can use quickly. But there are some significant differences, especially with the way your body digests them. This is explained by Patrick Wilson, PhD, registered dietitian and assistant professor at Old Dominion University's Human Movement Sciences Department. That sounds very fancy. 
He authored a review of studies published in the Journal of Strength and Conditioning where he found that taking more than one type of carbohydrate like glucose and fructose could speed absorption of the fuel and lower your risk for GI misery. That is a code brown, ladies and gentlemen. So it turns out that intestines can only absorb so much sugar before leading to GI issues. In other words, too much sugar, and you'll be looking for the beacon of light. Goes on to say that anyone taking in more than 50 grams of carbs an hour, and that's for most of us, I believe, that are doing longer runs, you're trying to get in more than 50 grams of carbs. In fact, I think they say it's recommended 30 to 60, depending on your size. So Clydesdales were probably closer to that 60 number. But when you're taking in more than 50, it says you should be actively working to mix things up. Most, this is a quote from Stevie Smith, a DC-based registered dietitian and five-time Ironman finisher. Most sports foods provide different sources of carbs, which last, which for longer races or events results in the body using different metabolic pathways to convert carbs to, to sugar for fuel. She adds beyond that, there's products like Cliff Shot Blocks or Jew Chomps. They offer not only the carbs, but also electrolytes, sodium, potassium, magnesium, spring energy, I think is the same. But all those things that candy can't offer. In fact, candy manufacturers are not really thinking about this because they're not creating candy for athletes. When they make their recipes, they're not thinking about athletes. And so that results in some unintended consequences for long distance runners who might chug some Skittles mid-race. Dina Griffin, who's also a registered dietitian, also says you want to be mindful of what else candy has in it. Things like artificial colors, preservatives, and in the case of Skittles, which by the way is one of my favorites on a long run, Skittles has hydrogen, I can't even say this word, hydrogenated palm oil, and that can be a shock to the system. But as we read on, the bottom line here is, like a lot of things for trail runners, have you tried it before during a training run? It says if you've practiced with candy and felt okay in your training runs, you may be in the clear as long as you replace your electrolytes in some other way. If you wish to train with candy, and this is a quote from Dina, she says, if you wish to train with candy, I recommend first looking at lower fat or fat-free candy options especially if working out at a higher intensity to prevent GI distress. She says, in general, look for the simplest list of ingredients to get the benefit of the quick energy from the simple sugars without the risk of potential ill effects. They note the example that a lot of us have heard about where Claire Gallagher was running the Leadville 100 and brought a Huge tub of Sour Patch Kids that she 
chomped on throughout the race, she said, because it was cheaper than buying sport-specific shoes, but also she wanted something to, that her crew could enjoy as well. Always thinking about her crew. Thank you for that, Claire. Well, for candies that are made mostly from sugar, like Jolly Ranchers and Mike and Ike's, which I like Mike and Ike's a lot, Wilson advises a one-for-one calorie swap with your traditional sports nutrition. Bars like Snickers or Three Musketeers get more complicated since a fair portion of the calories come from fat, not carbs. So you'll need to figure out the exact number of carb calories that your bar packs and use that number to figure out how much to eat. She goes on to say you'd have to consume more calories of that candy to get the same amount of carbohydrate because of the fat content. That may be fine during events like ultra marathon in which the average intensity is lower, but people who tend to have more digestive issues with foods that contain substantial amounts of substantial amounts of protein and fat during higher intensity events like half or full marathon, she says. Of course, there is one other drawback to using candy instead of other things like gels. Having it around the house is definitely more tempting than having a packet of gels in your pantry. If you think you've got the self-restraint to keep Twizzlers on hand for a long training run, go for it. But you might find yourself indulging during marathon Netflix sessions, not ultra marathon training sessions. So be very, very careful. If you want to try candy, they actually have some things here to try. If that's a route you want to go, a fourth of cup of Mike and Ike's, Twizzlers, 37 Jelly Belly jelly beans, six rolls of Smarties, 17, I don't know what this is, Haribo gummy bears. Does anyone know what that is? For ultra distance events, you may be able to consume products with more fat in them because you generally run at a slower intensity but don't forget to try them in training first. Well, are you going to use your candy as fuel for your next training run? And do you? Is that is candy something you normally go to? Is it a go-to for your training or your race events? Hey, Dad, I was just kidding before. I care about candy. I care a lot. Well, the other thing I wondered is what are the best candies for runners for running fuel? You heard a few from that article. But I ran across a blog from, her name is Andrea Brambila, and she ranks her top 10 best Halloween candy for running fuel. See if you agree with these. I agree with a lot of them, some not as much, but here we go. This is Andrea's top 10 list. See if any of these make yours as well. Number 10 is one mentioned in the article, Twizzlers. She says, one of the most underappreciated trick-or-treat goodies. They make good running fuel because they're easy to chew, not difficult to digest. They are not particularly exciting taste-wise, but not bad in a pinch. I do like Twizzlers, 
But I don't know that I agree they're easy to chew. I'm thinking about, especially later in a race, I think they might be harder to chew. Not sure, but that's number 10. 10 is Twizzlers. Number nine, I heard of these. I don't know that I've ever had them. Airheads. She says, it's a bummer that Airheads aren't as popular now as they were when I was a kid. The chewy candies are fruity and sugary, exactly what you want in a running fuel. On the downside, they aren't the easiest to chew. A solid option if you can find a few hanging around. I feel like Airheads have been tricked up. I think I've seen Airhead worms and sours and different things. Help me out, big ass runner herd. But I feel like Airheads have been tricked up. But Airheads are number nine on Andrea's list. Number eight. Not a fan of these Tootsie Rolls. Again, because probably the chocolate's the hero of this one. And chocolate, as I've noted on previous episodes, have self-esteem issues. They've got to be in everything. If they're not in something, they'll they'll try to find their way into something. But she says that Tootsie Rolls are the chocolate version of fruit chews. They're tasty, easy to eat, and not hard to find. Be careful with smiling for race pictures after eating, though, because they do have a habit of getting stuck in your teeth. I can see that Tootsie Rolls would be easy to carry in your pack as well because of, I even feel like if they get out of the wrapper, they're still fine. Just dust them off a little bit. So I see that, but I'm just not a huge Tootsie Roll fan. That's number eight. Number seven, my personal favorite candy bar. She has the Snickers I mean, who doesn't love a Snickers? The combination of nuts, caramels, and chocolate. Again, chocolate being complimentary. So gives a big thumbs up in my book. The King of Candy Bars makes a great fueling option because they're delicious, a good mix of sweet and salty, and have just a little bit of protein. I don't know if I could eat a Snickers during a race, though, I'll be honest. Haven't tried it. Has anyone done that? They may not be great options for newer runners who haven't built up the iron stomach, she says, but they can be a little more difficult to digest than other options. Agree with that. That's number seven, Snickers. Number six, the gummy worm. When it comes to running candy, she says, as running fuel, you can't go wrong with anything gummy. Agree with that. Gummy bears, gummy lifesavers, gummy rings, they all work, but you're more likely to come across gummy worms when you're sour. I think what she meant, she meant to say when you're scouring Halloween baskets, gummy worms are sugary, easy to digest and not too chewy. They usually come in perfectly portion packs. That's number six, the gummy worm. Number five, we're getting to our top five. According to Andrea, Swedish fish. I got to admit, my kids love Swedish fish. I don't see the benefit. I've I've never gotten, I've never enjoyed them. They seem like they don't have a lot of taste. I'd rather have some hot tamales or something. Swedish fish, though, are her number five. Another gummy, chewy, fruity kind of option. They're one of my favorites, she says. Halloween candies, easy to chew. I don't know if I agree with that. Sometimes I think maybe the ones I've gotten have been hard and maybe not as fresh. I don't know. They're not quite as sweet. That's true, which is nice sometimes when you've had a couple of servings of overly sweet gels. Maybe they're a nice combo to a gel. I don't know. Number four, would not have thought of this one, Smarties. 
Smarties have gotten me through, she says, some dark miles. And friends, let me tell you, they will give you a quick hit of carbs. Easy to eat. Who doesn't love a Smartie? They aren't great for carrying in human weather, however. So keep that in mind. Maybe that's why I've not tried them. Because it's usually human where I'm running. That's number four, Smarties. Number three, Skittles. This might have been my number one. Because I believe they're the ones I've really, I don't eat a lot of candy on my runs and on my races. Usually prefer the salty, but I have gotten into the Skittles from time to time and the Oreo cookie, of course, not being a candy, but being sweet. Skittles, you'd be hard pressed to find a kid who doesn't have at least 16 packs of Skittles on Halloween. And that's exactly how it should be. The fruit flavored treat tastes amazing and are easy on the stomach. Don't dissolve in 30 seconds and are a good option when you don't find something sweet for a couple of minutes. That's number three, the Skittle. Number two, I wouldn't have thought of this one, Sweet Tarts. Sweet Tarts dissolve at the speed of light, which can come in handy if you need that hit at at a point in the run where your fuel needs to go down as fast as possible. They also pack a good amount of fast-acting sugar, They're great for that little energy burst you might need in the last mile or two. Sweet tart. I wouldn't put that on my list. I'm curious if you would as well. So that leads us to number one. Wouldn't have thought of this, but now that I read it, I think I might need to try this on on my next training run. Starburst. The running fuel king, she says. Starburst are probably the most similar to regular running gels but they taste even better. You can grab a handful of the red and pink squares and you will find yourself in running heaven. I think that's a problem I have with Starburst is I really, really strongly prefer the pink ones. And I would probably not enjoy the yellow ones, the orange ones, yeah, the red, I guess, are in third. These are four different ones. I can't remember. What do you guys think? Starburst, number one, would you put that number one? If you enjoy the candy, and by the way, Timmy Time would put hot tamales on his list, as I would. We both enjoy the hot tamale as well as the powdered sugar donut. Well, let me know what are your favorite candies for trail running. How do you feel about this list? What would go on your top 10 list? What would be number one for you? For me, I think after seeing this list, I think I'd go Skittles number one, Starburst number two. I could see hanging on to a Starburst for quite a while and run. Just throw it back there in the cheek and off you go. Let me know what you think. Well, with Halloween comes Halloween candy. Now you know At least one opinion on what the top 10 Halloween candies are for running and why sugar may or may not help you in your next run and may or may not cause you to run for that beacon of life. Well, believe it or not, that is the end of episode number 117 
of the Big Ass Runner. Thanks for listening and thanks to everyone involved with this episode. Brandon for that introduction. Kim for the scary story. So glad that you and Gus are fine. Big shout out to Karen K-Dog Sparks for her amazing back-to-back weekend of race directing and tramping and running through a 100-miler. And, of course, to AC and to Andrea for your two articles we were able to reference. Let me know what you think about candy, your favorites. Do you run with it? What are your top running candy fuel sources? And, of course, thanks to our amazing sponsor, Myoderm, for creating the best CBD products out there. And, of course, to our audio engineer who makes us sound so good, Steve Simi over a Snickers Saunders. Now, give me some candy! Well, with that, get out there, hit those trails, and keep running your asses off. Kim sent us a sh- Kim sent us a scary story indulging during marathon Netflix sessions not marathon ultra running ultra marathon training sessions gummy bears gummy lifesavers lightsabers gummy lightsabers give me a gummy lightsaber that would be very ineffective trick or treat Oh my, aren't you boys the scariest? Yeah, man, talk about wah ha 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 ha! Dang old boo, man.